0: feeling fresh, waxed, and vaxxed. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. We're keeping it. I love it. I'm your host, Katie Dombrowski, and I'm here with my producer, Victoria Bruno. Don't forget to subscribe, Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, rate, follow us, leave a review, all that good stuff. Before we dive into anything, I want to introduce someone we've added to our team, our intern. Her name is Sophia Perez. We're so excited to have her join our team this summer. She is a hustler. She's a University of Dayton undergrad. Oh my God, I was about to say grad. Undergrad. She's a fellow Alpha Phi. I went to college with her and her brother's sexy. So we thought, why not bring her on to the team? <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. We brought her on for great reasons other than her brother. She's so smart. She held so many positions in Alpha Phi. She holds so many positions on campus. She handles it all. And she's extremely smart studying PR, communication. So it was a perfect fit. And you know what I love about Sophia, when you reached out to us, you were you initiated with us and that's what I love to see. I'm like, okay, she wants this. Even if you didn't, I thought you wanted it. So so to get Sophia ready for podcast life, the craziness that comes along with it, we're going to ask her five sizzling summer questions. I'm going to start. Here we go. Sophia, what is the last text you've received from someone?
1: Oh, gosh, um, my sister-in-law asked if I wanted to make pina coladas or mojitos tonight. That was our, that was our Ooh, conversation. We were that's just- a good last tag. What was your choice? I said I wanted pina coladas, but that sounds like a lot of work. So probably I love a pina colada.
0: doing like gin and
1: soda water because I'm
0: lazy. Hey, a drink's a drink. So too. Vic, your turn. What question do you want to ask Sophia?
2: Oh, I'm on the spot. Holy crap. All right, I'm going to ask a
1: professional question. Yeah, ask what a professional you, question.
2: What do you want to be when you grow up?
1: Oh, my dream job. So I want to like, yeah, my dream job. I want to go into social media, like marketing. But my dream job is to do like social media for an NFL team. It's like my dream job.
2: Ooh. All right. If anyone's listening and has connects, okay. our yeah. intern
0: Sophia, she is a go-getter. Okay, I need to think of another question. What is your biggest pet peeve?
1: Oh, people that can't read a room—that's like my biggest pet peeve. I like when people are like understanding what's going on and they're perceptive. If they're not, it like drives me nuts.
0: I can agree with that. I actually openly call people out if they're being weird. More so, my family. Oh yeah. Or I'll, or I'll like make like subtweets. I'll be like, "There's a lot of negative energy in here, and oh I—it's not."
1: I do the same thing. <laughs> I do that too with my family. My dad always makes like negative comments about things going on. I'm like, "I don't like your attitude right now." Too no, this is not.
2: This is not helping my aura. Okay. Safe. I say it to my boyfriend sometimes like he'll come in hot and I'm like, Alright, Andrew, there's a lot of negative energy here. He's like, No, there's not I'm like, that's exactly the negative energy you're presenting me.
0: <laughs> okay, Vic. Last question. Gonna give it to you. Oh, Lord.
2: Um, how are you going to participate in hot girl summer this summer?
1: That's a good one.
0: Uh, I'll be
2: hanging
1: out in Florida all summer by the pool, getting my tan my first summer, that yes. I can legally drink. I'm 21 now. So just going to be having a good time getting work done at the same time.
0: Yeah. I love that for you. Well, thank you, Sophia, for joining our segment and joining our team. We're so excited to have you and we'll have Sophia on future episodes. So if you want to hear more from her, let us know what topics you want her to answer.
1: Well, thanks, guys. I'm so excited to be here this summer, and I can't wait to get into this podcast more.
0: So although Sophia's from college with me, a lot has changed from the time that she's known me when I was a senior and she was a freshman. I am almost, what, two years? Two years out of college? Next week is our two-year anniversary at work, which is crazy. I think I've grown so much in those past two years. I mean, we say it every episode. We've grown so much. We've done this. We've done that. But the biggest challenge, it's almost like a challenge and an opportunity. That's what you think when people have flaws you need to work on. I'm like, this is an opportunity for you. But a challenge and opportunity is rebranding yourself post-college. Because a lot of people, you know, in college you do things because you want to fit in or you want to hang out with certain people or you want to be liked, you want to seem trendy or however, you want to fit into some type of. I don't wanna say stereotype, but like you wanna be liked and you kind of do things instead of pleasing yourself to please others. So, rebranding yourself post college for me was figuring out what I actually liked, things I liked that my friends maybe didn't like, but was more me. And this may sound kind of crazy, but I I don't love drinking as much as I thought I did in college. Like, I used to love going out drinking, but I was kind of doing that because my friends were doing that. And now I feel like in real life, I don't always want to like party and stay up super late. But that also may be because I have a job now and I'm like just tired all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. I like that you admit that because it's not that you were forcing yourself to drink during college. But like you said, during that time, college is the time to be with your friends, surround yourself with them, live with them, do all that stuff. So then when you graduate and you're alone, for the first time, you're like, wait, what do I like? Like, what do I want to do with my life? Like I have this whole freaking life. We're only 20 years old. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? And it's interesting that you realize that.
0: Well, also I've always, like, we've talked about this. I, well, we actually haven't talked about this in particular, but I've always wanted to do something like creative. So in college, I had a blog, like my blog was shit. No one really? even looked you at it. told me this. Yes. No, literally it was trash. It was trash. Aww. It was called Gotta Be Glam because I used to do my yeah. friend's makeup. And every time I do my friend's makeup, I post on my Snapchat story. This was like before Instagram stories became a thing.
3: Yeah. I would post on my Snapchat
0: story and be like, glam. And I would post all of my friends whose makeup I would do for date parties or formals. And love that. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna do like my little blog called Gotta Be Glam. And I would just like say things I liked or whatever. It was super low production. And then I realized I didn't really loved writing. I'd rather talk it out than write it. But It was like a kickstart for me. Like, okay, I love doing these kind of things because it just was like fun for me. And then that's when the podcast came about is like my, I think it was either my junior or senior year. I posted on my Snapchat story. This was when Tristan Thompson was cheating on Khloe Kardashian. And this was the first time that it came out and everyone was like, oh my God. And I posted on my Snapchat story. I said, I need to make a fucking podcast because I can't believe this Tristan Thompson tea. This would be such a good podcast episode. And then I remember it's like, oh my God, don't you have to know celebrities for that? And I was like, mm, okay, doubter. And then the podcast came about. Oh my
1: God. A year I'm later.
0: So sentimental. I love that story, Katie. But I, I, I think I was anything. too afraid to ever do something like that no. in college. Like, I give props to people who do it in college because I think TikTok normalizes like people who want to get into social media. But before yeah. TikTok, if you were like a wannabe influencer... It was kind of embarrassing. Like it it still kind of is slightly embarrassing on Instagram. You're like, oh, I don't know. But TikTok like gives you that opportunity to be yourself because you know people aren't – well, obviously people are going to see your stuff, but it's not like everyone on Instagram who follows you and knows you is going to see it. It's like all these different people you've never met.
2: Yeah. I like that you say that because – and like how we came together to do this because when I was younger, you know I did YouTube. Yeah. And then I stopped doing YouTube. When I went to high school and then in college, clearly I was never gonna do YouTube. One day, my friends found my YouTube channel and they all like put it on the big screen, and I was like, oh my God. I went and I practiced like, every the fuck video. Up. It's, like, I take, know. it's like, who
0: cut off the Wi Fi? I would literally plug the Wi Fi <laughs> out of the modem if someone pulled that
2: shit. Yeah. And at the core of me, like a lot of my college friends, they don't realize how much I love doing this stuff because I'm not super out there, but I love making content. I gravitate towards more YouTube, but podcasting is just like a whole nother world that I love that we're doing.
0: Yeah. I think, po- I mean, we talk about this podcast is just the start. It's like, there's so many other avenues. I think we both love, love to go into. We just like don't have the bandwidth at the moment to do it. But I mean, if we were, if we were living in the same city, I would love to do a YouTube together. Like I love watching people get ready with me and seeing people's like different routines. Like, you know, cause you and I have like different skin. We have different hair. Like seeing what works best for different people and like who have like similar coloring to us. So those are some of my favorite videos to watch. But basically back to the rebranding, it was our stars aligned, but we wouldn't have done those things in like a group setting because I feel like there's like all the weird, like social pressure.
2: Um, I agree. But then it's
0: like, once you're, once you're alone and you have so much free time to yourself, you're like, fuck, I got to get a hobby. Cause the bitches that don't have hobbies, like, I mean, everyone has their own hobby, but I think you feel more fulfilled when you have hobbies of things you have interested in and things you like because it gives you something to look forward to outside of your job because obviously there's going to be days when your job's great and you love it and you think shit is popping off like you're going to be the next fucking director and then there's obviously going to be days where you're crying and you hate it and you want to put in your two weeks today you know what that happens having a hobby gives you like a light at the end of the tunnel so you're not crying your eyes out all the time
2: exactly and also to add to that if you're in a relationship you're talking to a boy that is not your hobby you need an additional yeah. hobby because then you feel like that's your world besides work and so you need something additional to that
0: that's such a good point because I used to make I was in a relationship where I'd make this person like my literally my hobby I was like obsessed with them I always wanted to hang out with them that's like a personal problem it's like my attachment style which no but a lot of people do that it's a
2: normal yeah. thing you want to spend your time with that person and then it helps you like get away from reality but then you
0: need an additional thing to that yeah I will say in the dating scene though it's so great when I have other things to do because people they like that I'm not that easy to hang out with like I'm but it's not on purpose it's just because they'll be like, Hey, what are you doing Friday? I'm like, Oh, I can't, I have this. Or like, Hey, what are you doing? Like during the week? I'm like, Oh, can't do this day or this day. One day I'm recording the next day. I'm getting dinner with a friend because we plan our shit out weeks in advance, not weeks, but like one to two weeks out in advance. So I already have plans. So they're like, Oh my God, like when are you going to make time for me? So then they keep asking and it makes them seem desperate, but I'm like, Oh, you so desperately want to hang out with me. I love that approach. It's
2: honestly smart. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but like in dating, you probably are supposed to lie about the days you do. But I would honestly, people would say, what days are you available? And I would say, I only have this day or this day. Like I literally play fucking hardball trying to get a date on the calendar with people because I know they're not doing jack shit besides working. So I'm like, okay, well, let's fit into my schedule, please. I know. And now that
2: things are opening up and I'm allowed to see friends again. Friends like ask me to get drinks or like go get dinner and I feel so bad saying I can only do this day of the week because I'm like, I've the podcast this day. I have this day and I feel bad about it because we're so busy, but that's just an adjustment we're going to have going back into like the real world.
0: Yeah. Well, also it's like saves money too. Now that I'm gearing up to move out. I'm kind of scared of how much shit costs. I used to go out to like Target or out to get dinner or drinks with someone. Now, like looking back, I'm like, oh, wow, I can't be doing that whenever I want because of like funds. I'm only going to be able to really go out and like spend a shit ton of money, maybe like one or two nights a week. Like I can't be just doing that whenever people ask me to. Like there's going to be times you have to put down opportunities because of money reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a hard part just kind mm. of pissed him out a millionaire yet. Yeah. It's like really upsetting.
2: I know recently hurts the to me.
0: <laughs> it honestly <laughs> hurts the soul. Why am I not soul? rich?
2: I always told myself I wasn't concerned about money. I wanted to do what I loved, but now I'm like, come on, that more money would be nice. No, it would. But anyway, I love branding and I think that we should do even like a bigger episode on this because I took a personal branding class with Sheldon Rumor at Temple University. Shout out to her. It was like my last semester of senior year and it was the perfect timing of talking about your personal brand and my biggest takeaway from it was first she said think of three things that you want people to think of when they think of you and also your personal brand is what people think of you when you're not in the room so as you're like thinking through like what you want and what you want your Brand to be like, take those things into consideration. Like, what do you want to be known for? Like, what do you want when you're not in the room, someone saying about you? So be nice to people, or else they're going to say you're a bitch when you're not in the room.
0: (laughs) You know what's tough with that is obviously people are going to have three different adjectives for you depending on your relationship with them. And that's just life. Like, people may be like, oh, this girl's so fun. She's so fashionable. She's so sexy. I may be that to one person, just myself. But to other people, it may be like, a ruthless bitch. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I guess it applies bad encounter with someone. It's like, oh my God, she's the
2: devil. It doesn't need to be to the T. But when you're going towards what you want your goals to be, that's something to consider. What are your three? You know, I'm still struggling with that. And
0: why? Why is it so hard for you? You took this class? Damn it. Why is it so hard for you?
2: I know and it was our assignment and it was so hard and it was more structured to like the content that was on our social media and i think i just was like lifestyle i want to be fun optimistic it's like just thinking of like those three adjectives i don't know that's what i'm still figuring out about myself so i don't know i know you have yours like more narrowed down which i need to get i never think
0: we should put ourselves into boxes but if we had to say mine I like that like clean, like I want I mean, obviously I don't want people to describe me as fucking clean, but I don't want to look dirty. Like I like that clean, wholesome girl next door look. That's kind of the look I go for on social. I want people to think I have my shit together. I want people to think that I'm smart and I also want people to think that I'm like fashionable because I love working in like the beauty and fashion world. I I mean, I'm sure people also think I'm crazy, but that also that's fine with me. Crazy people have more fun. I'm just not afraid to say what I want to say. So if that makes me crazy so be it. Also, all, every single entrepreneur I know, batch it. That's how you get things done, honestly. It is. Enough talking about my post-college rebranding. I want to bring in someone who knows me from college, who's a friend of mine from college, and who has done an incredible job at, I won't even say rebranding yourself because like, I knew you and I knew you were like this, but I think to a lot of people, it's like, oh my God, where did this come from? So I want to welcome Lady Diana May, Diana Corey. Give her a round of applause and welcome her to the Moral Hangover
3: podcast. Thanks, guys. I am so excited to be here. My first podcast. We love Woo-hoo! that. We love when
0: people say that. We're like, oh, we got them early. Yeah, I
3: hear people say that. I'm like,
0: I can't wait for this to see my first podcast. No, it's like, it's like we have them now. And then once we're, once like you're famous, we're going to be like, Literally, oh my I God, do. we had her
3: on. She got her start here. No, we'll both be doing a big, hey, that was my first podcast. And like, we both had each other on or both talked to each other when we were like small creators. And now look where we are. Hopefully we can say that in hindsight. No,
0: definitely, and I love that you. Just called us creators, like I love that.
3: I mean, like what? Like you are. That's like, you create content, right?
0: True, true.
3: You know, true. Wow, I'm
0: like flattered. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. I feel so
3: uplifted just for talking to you for like ten minutes.
0: <laughs> no, see, she's great. I knew you're gonna love her. I knew you're gonna love her. So, background. So Diana yes. and I know each other from college. And tell us what's going on in your life now. So you're two years post grad. You're mm. working a nine to five. What is life like now for you in Chicago?
3: So um, it's been really different because so when I first graduated, we were obviously going into the office and working nine to five every day, Monday through Friday. Um, And then the pandemic hit and I didn't technically move home because I still had to pay rent in Chicago for the apartment that I had. Um, But I basically lived at home the entire pandemic, which was one of the best things ever because my whole family was back together. Um, life was so slow and I loved it. Don't get me wrong. A pandemic brought a lot of awful things, but it definitely slowed down life, which I think was awesome. No,
2: I agree.
3: Uh, Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, being home was just like so nice and just like sent a sense of peace. And it kind of made me refocus what I wanted to do, which is like when I started thinking about Lady Diana May. But then I would say the spring of this year, I came back to Chicago, signed a new lease because like. The other one ended obviously um, this past May. And now I'm back in the city. And today I'm back in the office, which is crazy. Um, but yeah. The so motherfucking now, city girl. I, I God, to be a city girl. Um, yeah, so now we're just trying to transition back to going into the office only once a week, thank God for right now. Um, and balancing that with doing Lady Diana May because I used to have all the time at home and now I'm not. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Okay. So people who don't follow you. So if you want to follow her, it's at Lady Diana May. Tell us like what inspired you to start this page. Yeah. uh, I don't want to call it a page. I want to call it like a fashion lifestyle.
3: Yeah. I don't, I don't have to call it either. Your Um, brand. brand?
0: Your brand. Look look at
3: us. Yes.
0: (laughs) You know what's so funny is when we were chatting, like when we would talk like business stuff, you'd be like, I just want to have my own brand. I remember you said that to me in our class, our senior year class. Uh-huh. We in a communication class. And you said that to me and I was like, oh my God, I was like, that's such a good idea. Cause that's uh-huh. what everyone's doing now. So it's like, you were ahead of it yeah. before it kind of popped off. Yeah. And your else.
2: name just sounds like you could do whatever you want. Like it's your personality. It could be a business. It could be a storefront. Like it's an iconic name. I love it.
3: Yeah, it's front. Well, I have to give credit to Lady Di because that's who I was named after. So that's where like everything comes from for Lady Diana, but oh. that- even- Oh, that's
0: where that that makes yeah. sense now. Yeah, so Lady it. Di was
3: taken. So I was like, okay, Lady Diana, that was taken. So then, but my full name is Lady Diana. My full name is Diana May. So that's why I did Lady Diana May.
0: Okay, so Diana May could even sound like it's her last name. Right. So yeah, I love that. Okay, that's great. That's brilliant.
3: Um, but yeah, so I started thinking about it in 2015. I started blogging like, actually writing blogs because um, I was in bio but wanted to do something creative like realistically I knew I was not going to be in medicine so that's when I started blogging and then that kind of fell off after college like fourth year of college and I wouldn't do it as often but then during the pandemic I was like okay I am not made for a nine-to-five like I know that but I will do it until I can do something else so that's when I have the Instagram handle for Lady Diana May for like a few weeks or months before I actually did it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> we were like, when's this? the
0: time I'm gonna do it? Like, were you nervous yes. to put that first post up?
3: Absolutely. But then I realized like when I kept posting um, like single photos of myself on my own Instagram with like outfits that I liked, I was like, okay, what are you, what are you doing posting this on your regular? Like just post, do it on Lady Diana May. So that's when I did it. I remember like the exact day I was out to brunch with my family. I know the exact outfit I was wearing, the caption I had in mind, all of that. Like I had been dreaming of that day. So like, I always knew this was going to come. I just like, didn't know when, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to do it. But then also TikTok starting definitely pushed me because I was like, okay, if I want to grow on Instagram, I should probably also like cross-pollinate with TikTok, which has been super helpful. No, you
0: have like a little following on TikTok. It's so funny. I'll be looking at your videos and I'll be like liking. And sometimes I'm tempted to comment on all of them. And I'm like, no, that's probably kind of annoying. So I'm just going to like keep my comments minimal, but you came up on my for you
2: page once and I was not following you at the time. And I was like, wait, is this Katie's friend? And I was like, oh, wait, she's coming on the podcast in like a month or two. I, I didn't I was know like, that. Oh, yeah, you came up with my For You page. So.
3: Oh, God. That's like so embarrassing,
0: but so not. No, I love it. That means that your content's getting out there. You're doing right. the damn thing. You're so right. It means you have good reach.
3: Thank God. I'm like, ugh. It's so like TikTok is such a battle.
0: Oh, I. I never know what the fuck to post on TikTok. Like, I think I'm funny and I'll be like, oh, maybe I should post a funny post. And I'm like,
3: mm, I don't know. Are the people going to think it's funny? Right. It's like three views. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, how? I know. I know. How? Like, There's how many million people on TikTok and this got 37 views. I know. It's so sad. It really so breaks sad. my heart.
0: It makes me like anxious in the first couple of minutes when I post it. Cause I'm like, oh my God, is this going to be a hit? Is it not going to be a hit? And it's always the ones that you don't think are going to be a hit that blow off. Like the ones that I film in literally less than yes. 10 minutes and then just post it. Cause I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yes. Those are the ones that blow up. But the ones I like try so hard, I have my
3: lighting. I have full glam. No. Every time. And I swear, I feel like everyone says that. And I think just because like, that's what resonates with people being your like, raw self and people can relate to that more. And it's just like, it's either they relate to it or they envy it. So you have to, I feel like- That is so
0: true. That's, those are two really good points. And I'm going to take that from you. I'm going to start saying that.
3: Because the people you follow, you follow them for like, for what reason? You know, like you either want their life or you want what they're doing, want what they're wearing, like anything or you're envious and not even in like a very jealous way of some part of their life or Mm -hmm. all of it. Or they're like so relatable. You're like, oh my God, I get that for sure. So then I think what I want to do is like try to find like the middle ground of each because who I want to be and like what I am now, like, yes, I am who I want to be. Don't get me wrong. But like the lifestyle I want to live, I feel like is higher end than like what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? I just want to have like disposable income to do things I want, provide for my family, like just different things like that. But yeah, that's 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 my take on it. You have to be. We were just
2: talking about that.
3: (laughs) That was genius because you're so right. You hit the nail on the head
0: with the. I think, I think it's especially harder for women because I feel like on TikTok you have to kind of be in between being relatable and being envied because I think when I think of being envied, I think of the people who like. I'm thinking like the girls that you look at and you're like, oh my god, you're like so beautiful, and then it's like people like hate on those girls and they get so much hate, or it's just guys who are like, oh my god, and they say the kind of derogatory comments. So. I don't, you know, and like, that bothers me about like the TikTok platform. Cause I see a lot of that all the time. And it's like, I feel like you get more, you win more girls over if you're in yes. the middle because they don't feel like as threatened.
3: Exactly that. And you feel more attainable. You're like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay, I could put that outfit together too, because I have this, this, and this in my closet. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I am doing like the day in my life in New York, dude, I'm not mm-hmm. shopping. I can't shop at Prada. Like, what do I look like? Yeah. You know, so different things like that. But but I want to see
0: that content. Like, I think, yeah, it's so no, cool. I want to see it too. Exactly. It's it's honestly the reason why Real Housewives keeping up with the Kardashians. It's the reason those types of shows do so well, is because people envy their lives and people don't live those lives. They want to watch them and see what it's like. Exactly. Like, I yeah. watch them. You
3: could, like, I want to know. It's so interesting. I actually just watched a segment
0: called. It's something about like reality TV. They have it on e-news. It's like the reality of reality TV. And they Mm -hmm. talk about how it's become like a billion dollar business, just so many people like rich people's lives, because so many people are that interested and think it's like so much better than it is. And of
3: course, like it's framed that way to us. Yeah. Like I'm not shocked, but it's also like, there are so, there are just way less rich people. So then it's just like not, it's not common around, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So obviously to us, it's like a hot commodity.
0: Okay. I want to shift gears a little bit because we could talk about this all day. I wanted to talk about the Midwest because before we started recording, we were having a really good conversation about the Midwest and college. So we, we know each other from college. We were in the same sorority and we ended up working together for a sorority event. And then that's how we became closer. So Midwest, please talk about your struggle with the Midwest because I had this struggle. I think like just in college, I had the struggle because I was from the East Coast, but you were kind of talking about now, like where you see yourself, like moving and like what you think your per- yeah. personality and style is. So my personality and style. Okay.
3: Personality wise, I think I'm like Midwest nice. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like just very homegrown, all of that. And like, I do feel like I have those roots in me, but personality wise and like fashion wise and what I want to do, it's, it's absolutely not Midwest, but I see myself being like in a more creative role out on the West coast or out on the East coast, AKA California or New York, that type of thing. And even being in Chicago, it's like a city, but like, I'm still in the Midwest, a great city. I love Chicago, especially in the summer, but I, I think I want this to be my last summer in Chicago because I want to pursue other things. So you're going to
0: take the plunge. You're going to take the plunge oh, soon.
3: Great. So I wasn't as like confident in saying that until my mom, the other day she was here. She's like, well, Angela, my sister, maybe you should start looking for other places. Um, maybe a one bedroom for next year. And I was like, what, what, like what's going on? What's happening. And I've talked to my parents about like moving to California. Uh, my mom's like, well, aren't you moving next next year, like after your lease is up. And I was like, Whoa, okay. If you think I'm like, I was just saying that, like I was a shoe in the shit mom, but like, (laughs) I guess, you know, but I'm also like, I, I just turned 24. Um, there's no reason not to, if I can get there, then I want to, I, I was like, okay, so you need to go viral, blow up and do all these things before you're back at office. Okay. So I'm back in office today. So now I'm going to give myself to the end of summer. And then I'm going to give myself to the end of the year just because like if I set those goals and like maybe I'll hit them but at least I tried for them
2: I can completely relate and we have a lot of Philly listeners so I do not mean to insult, insult them mean to insult you <laughs> Katie either but I kind of feel that way about Philadelphia because I'm from uh, the suburbs of New York mm-hmm. and I love Philly for college I loved it being like post-grad but now I'm like okay I got what I needed out of it like I love the city like what my whole heart but I just feel like I need more opportunity yeah. and for the field that we are in and that we want to be like content creators like I want more Good. I want more and I feel like the New York or LA scene is that and I was like I think I deserve more and not to say like anything bad about Philadelphia there's plenty of great opportunities there but it's just like inside of me I'm like I want more there's not right? as, so as like many I like entertainment
0: employment opportunities I feel like that's what you're
3: trying exactly. to say like
0: we don't Exactly like I don't want to do news,
2: I want to do more entertainment yeah. and philly doesn't they have they don't have a lot but of also
0: big, I think at the same time too the way you feel this way and probably similar to Diana is because so many people that you went to college with now are in that city yeah like, that's the same with Chicago oh. Chicago's all of Dayton and yeah. Philly, like temple, I feel like so many people stay in Philly from temple
2: Mhm and it's like I love all my college friends, but I'm just like. What's next? Like I'm ready for it.
3: You wanna like get out what your own what I'm thing. Saying. Cause like you, like I love my friends from college, but also not every single person I was surrounded with, I need to be surrounded with again in a new city. You know, like exactly. let me branch out, let me go and do my thing. Not that they're not letting me, but that's just like what I'd want to do.
0: That brings me to the question. I, I know we probably didn't want to talk about this, but I kind of want to talk about oh, hit me with when whatever. we talked about the topics, so rebranding yourself post-college because you said you don't you don't maybe necessarily want to be with certain friends 24 7 whatever yeah for you when you rebrand yourself from college like what did that look like for you so besides the fashion page like how would you say like your relationships or friendships changed
3: um so i feel like like not that any of them changed, but i just think i kept like a closer-knit group of friends And I wasn't just like spreading myself thin with people that I was friends with from college just because we went to college together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, not in a bad way at all, but it's like, once you graduate college, you do not have time to be doing so many different things with so many different people because in college, you could walk down the street and hang out with everybody, you know? Um, But now like you're doing your nine to five, you're doing your side hustle, you're hanging out with your friends and trying to take time for yourself and do whatever else like you have. But rebranding myself just kind of looked like, being home, I guess, for a year um, and just like not really hanging out with a lot of people, obviously because of the pandemic, but right out of college, I wouldn't say I rebranded myself right out of college is the thing. I would say it probably took a year um, because like right out of college, you're again in the same boat as everyone else. What do you do? Get a job. How do I get a job? All of this stuff, like your first nine to five. After that, I would say I just like started including more of my personality into, I guess, like Lady Diana May, obviously but also just kind of not feeling bad about talking about fashion and Lady Diana May and like my actual goals that I want. Because in college, I don't think I talked about it really at all. We were
0: just, Vic and I were just talking about this. Like, really? yes, this, this is like exactly what
3: we were talking about. Yeah. I just, again, like the Midwest, there was no one else that like Katie, I probably talked about it with you the most out of anyone because uh i feel like we were on the same wavelength in the sense of like entertainment and whatever instagram and social media and everything
0: but you know what's funny because instagram hadn't i don't want to say instagram didn't blow up because it was still a thing but i think in college the first couple the first two years of college instagram really wasn't like the end-all be-all but then i feel like junior senior year that's when people really started putting effort into their instagram and that's when you know, people realize, oh, I can make money off this. But I don't think at our school, I think if you were a try hard on Instagram, you Mm -hmm. were labeled as like, oh my God, this girl's so like into herself or she's so this, she's so that. Whereas I think other places people were like, oh, wow. Like, you know, she has great style. She's doing this. She's doing that. Like she's building her brand. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there was that perception of it in the bubble we were in.
3: Exactly. So like talking about people like, huh, like, what are you like, what are you doing? What do you mean? And TikTok obviously was not a thing at the time. Um, so definitely just like avoiding that, like chit chat about like, Oh, what is she doing? Or what, why does she think she can do that? Or like, why is she posting those outfits? Things like that. It's different, but it's good. Like I love, like I love where I am now. I'm so glad I did it, but that I feel like if I went to a different school, probably like a state school or something, I may have pursued this earlier.
2: No, I feel like it's the same thing everywhere else. And Katie and I were talking about this earlier in the episode of how, you know, in college, like you're around, like your friends down the street, like you're around everyone, like you're living for other people, you're having a blast, you're doing what college is doing. Mm -hmm. And what I'm starting to realize now is when I hang out with my friends, we have so many different interests, but like you love what your friend does differently. Where in college, like, I I feel like everyone wanted to be the same. Yeah. But now it's like embracing like, oh, you're into that, like you do that. And it it's more like insightful conversations. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but I, I'm enjoying
0: it. I'm like, I like this. I don't see So because you've launched this TikTok and because you've gotten any vlog on Instagram, you've gotten so many good responses. What was it like for you? Cause I know you described the feeling of putting your first post up, but balancing mm-hmm. with a nine to five and like being concerned about your coworkers seeing it, because that's something. Big struggles with, I like, just don't give a fuck. I'm like everyone at work is I'm a fucking crazy bitch. But for you, what was it like when you're putting this stuff out there and like, were people from work seeing it or how did you get over that?
3: Um, okay. So I definitely have not completely gotten over it. And that was one of the main reasons why I probably didn't pursue it at first too. Um, which I think is a lot of people they're like, what if someone so sees it, but it's like, okay. Well, they need to see it so it can gain traction. You know what I mean? Even if they're talking crap, at least they're sharing it. Share it, yeah. Use the share button. Right, who cares? So doing it with a nine to five is obviously way easier during a pandemic when you don't have to go into the office. And um, sometimes I would shoot during like a lunch break, but a lot of times I would do it in the morning because I love morning light or in the evening, like during sunset. So that was like obviously easier during a pandemic. But now since I'm back to the office once a week, it's still not gonna be bad, but like today, I realized I was like, okay, I probably cannot shoot content or do a lot um, unless it's in the morning or in the evening. Like, I can't be on my phone during the day and like responding to people in DMs, like, because I get so many DMs. Literally, I don't. But I DM
0: you. I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a, like I'm annoying, like an annoying fan. Oh, no, like, I love. I'm like- literally like, okay, tell me all of your secrets because because you squeezing in content, like you get really good content and you have great lighting and you have these great outfits planned out. And I was literally thinking, I'm like, how does she do this? Cause I know she works. And I'm like, how does she get these shots? And when you told me you did it in the morning, I was like, that is so genius. But I love to sleep in. So I, <laughs> I can't make myself do it. But I was like, that is yeah. such a good way to
3: maximize your time. Yes. Or on the weekends or like when I'm, okay. So this evening I'm grabbing drinks with a friend. I'm going to wear an outfit that I will want to post. So that's mm-hmm. just like, I can knock out a post and I can knock out hanging out with my friend. Um, so just like finding different ways like that. Or if I'm shooting on the weekend, I'll shoot like nine outfits at a time. So I have content for like two weeks. So different things like that.
0: And do you shoot yourself? Cause I know, I know we talked about this. You have oh. a, um, a tripod, but then yes. do you ever have anyone take pictures of
3: you? My sister does sometimes, which is really, really nice. But it's just like, I'm on my schedule and I can't have someone come with me all the time. And obviously, so she's um, in medicine. So she's always studying and she's like, I, I literally cannot come take pictures for you. So it's it's always me and my tripod.
0: How do you get comfortable with your tripod? Because I've tried that and I feel
3: like I have problems when I do it. Um, It's so uncomfortable. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like in public? Oh, literally just no. I, it is so uncomfortable. It makes me cringe. But I try and go to like rooftops where there's not people or just like locations, like a park maybe on a downtime day, which is okay. That's why I like... Doing it at like a lunch break because there's not as many people around during the week as there would be during the weekend. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, work. And then I know you talked about like how I feel about work, people seeing it. Um. Okay. That's a battle because three or four people from my job have like discovered my Instagram. I'm like, oh, shoot. But there's so You're like, crap, I'm caught. <laughs> I know. They're like, I'm like, did you see me post that on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Because I swear to God, I was doing my job. It's like it is embarrassing. It's like it feels embarrassing, but they're also so supportive. You're like, okay, why why am I even embarrassed about this? It's it's literally not embarrassing. You're doing what you love, and they're supporting you. So that's that's all that matters. I learned how to grow. Yeah, a girl today was like, oh my god, what's your TikTok? Because she's like, I love your outfit. Like, where's everything from? I'm like, actually, (laughs) like
0: check out the TikTok. I'll share it to you.
3: Yes. Like, comment, subscribe. Um, Right. It's it's like it's embarrassing. Don't even get me wrong it's just embarrassing I think because it's new and I think that's also thing about being a like a smaller creator it has to be cringe before like you blow up and everyone is like oh my god like I love it like oh my god. I they're the ones that are like nervous to come up to you rather than you being nervous to say it you know
0: no that's so true yeah Vic talk about your experience because I really didn't care but I know mm-hmm. this was like a really a really hard thing for you <laughs>
2: Yeah, Katie has been like my crutch since the beginning. I'm like, you told your coworkers, I am not mine. <laughs> people know now. But I'm getting a little bit better recently because our friends at Second Thoughts podcast, Paula, she has like a typical nine to five job. And I was like, Do you tell people at Worthy of the podcast? And she's like, Yeah. I was like, What do they think? And they're like more older coworkers. And she was like, I think it's really cool. Like they don't really understand it, but they like it. And I was like, Wait, And then more and more people I've gotten positive feedback. They're like, that's so cool. Right. You do that. And yes, it feels cringeworthy because you're like, Oh no, like, don't listen to me. But it's like, no, it's a cool thing. Like you're doing your like yeah. a side hustle and you're being creative. And it's not like you're putting up inappropriate content. It's not like I'm talking about <laughs> thing. Like, oh, okay. It's okay, now, now not as <laughs> as that. But I get so worried. I don't know that they're gonna nice. judge you're gonna be like, Oh, she's weird. I think
3: everything is the fear of judgment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like and it's, how people are gonna take it.
2: Exactly. And you have to realize everyone's gonna have judgment whether you're doing it or you're not. And that's right. what I had to realize.
0: my biggest caveat is when boys follow my page, like street men oh. follow my page. There's Does that I make mean, you nervous beep, beep these names, Victoria, like it follows my page. What? but do you ever yes. feel like i'm like you know sometimes when i make my stories they're not intended for boys to see like this is a girl oh. this is a girl audience or people who yes. identify as girl or you know whatever so yeah i just get like weirded out by it i'm like oh my god like
3: they're watching this like it makes me like uncomfy. Okay. The thing is, like they're choosing to follow you. So they yeah, that's that's on them. You post what you want to post and like yes, it might be more like girl oriented, but they should know that they followed you, you know? Yeah. So that's on them.
0: Okay. So what are I want to ask you a fashion question now since we talked so much about fashion <laughs> and Lady Diana May? What are fashion trends that need to never come back?
3: Okay, Galchos.
0: The were fugly.
3: Please, let's talk. I know they were comfy, but man, those don't go well with anything. Um, And then the next one, I was thinking feathers in the hair because I see that trend coming back with Addison Rae. And it just, like, brings me back to high school freshman year with my iPhone 4. And I just, like, don't see myself doing it again. And I'm just not here for the trend. You can Did do you it. Did you do it
0: originally? Did you get the feathers in your hair when TikTok yeah. came out? Like not TikTok. When like oh. Kesha, Kesha's TikTok album came out. I remember she's the one yeah. who like popularized the feathers.
3: I absolutely had feathers in my hair. 100%. I'm like, I need the pink one, but I also want the striped one. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh, I'm so surprised by that.
2: You know what I did during that trend? What? Um, so like, people the like tinsel, you the got feather the feather in their hair. I, no, I got a random blonde streak just right here because that was oh another gosh. thing. And I, it was just when I started dating my boyfriend and he was like,
0: you look like a oh, skunk. We know someone who looks like a skunk. <laughs> okay, give us two more that need to never
3: come back low-rise jeans and I feel like everyone can agree on that though I agree back.
0: they're disrespectful honestly
3: they're wh- right what Wait, where does your underwear go is what I always think about
0: well you pull you pull a mani from Degrassi and you make your thong your thong strap show
3: oh yeah that that I can't I can't be walking into work like that
0: no also you know? it makes people look fatter than they are I don't even want right. to see my lower stomach
3: exactly
2: I know the only girls who like the trend are the ones that don't have a stomach. And I'm like, must be nice. But no, let's, exactly. let's collectively agree where this is not um, coming back.
3: One thing that I, I don't even know if it's still a trend, but I never care for it. And I don't want it to resurface are the chunky feel of sneakers.
0: Oh, those are fugly. We know people who wear those. Oh, but those I've never worn
3: those. Either. No, I. And agree. to go along with those, I have to say it. The Adidas superstars. Stop. That was an era. All stars, superstars, superstars, you know, superstars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, no. i don't know those. Can those those bring me back to my college days i remember freshman and sophomore year those were the go-to sneaker Dude. for day drinks yeah. you wear
3: your adidas superstars
0: mm-hmm.
3: i never got behind them and now it's all just like a white sneak which wait Vic, I you them.
0: have a pair i know you have a pair i've seen you wear them, okay. oh, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> you would okay everyone I loves wear them, them
2: it's just a classic. It's, it's, it should just
0: be like, a. they always come the back. Window. I mean, those are popularized. Those are popularized in run DMC's music video, I think in the eighties. And mm-hmm. then they came back. They always right. come back. They're like chlamydia. You always get at some point in your life.
3: So they're going to come back. Like if whenever we start having kids, if you get yes, sadly. Them.
0: Yes. Well, any final thoughts, any, what's like your takeaway or the takeaway you want people to have from listening to you?
3: Um, to start doing what you love. Like I, and I know everyone says like, everyone's going to judge, like people are going to judge no matter if you do it or not. But like genuinely, once you start doing what you love, you just like start to find your niche in life in general, I feel like, um, which is so nice. And it's so fulfilling and to cherish your girl friendships. I don't think people do that enough.
1: Yeah, And I
3: don't think we talk about that enough. So that's my other takeaway is to, I know we didn't really talk about that too much, but that's, that's another good one. Cause like those, your girlfriends will always be there for you. A good girlfriend. I, that's like my newfound thing is like the good yeah. true friends yeah. who are your
0: writer dies. Yeah. Those are the ones who, if they ask to hang out with you, make the time to hang out with them.
3: I recently really fall in love with my girl friendships. Like I not
2: really.
3: They're just so that. wholesome and so fulfilling. And that's why I also feel like I could be seen the rest of my life if I am fulfilled by my parents' relationship that I have with them and like my girlfriends. So that's enough for me, honestly. Okay. So, what do you think makes your girlfriendship so fulfilling? Like, what are like the pillars of a fulfilling friendship? They want the best for you for sure. Okay. Especially starting Lady Diana May, I realized how many people like genuinely care about me doing well. So, I think people that are there for you and like, are there to see you do well? That's that's like all I could ask for. Cause like at that point, they're obviously gonna be reliable. They're obviously lo- like they love you. You know what I like? It just comes, you don't want, you don't wish well for someone that you hate, you know?
0: True. No, and I I think you realize who are the ones that speak well when they're not in your presence. Yes. Or when you're doing a different venture that maybe is taking more of your time away from them. Exactly. That's a great point. So where can everyone follow you to keep up with you and everything happening with lady Diana may?
3: Yeah. So on Instagram and on TikTok, I am just at lady Diana may one N no spaces. That's it. Well, thank you so much for coming on our phone, a
0: friend. This honestly, I think is going to be a full episode at this point, but you know what? You're going to be the best episode we've had. So thank you for coming on and spending your time with us, especially on your first day back.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: And we're at The Moral Hangover Podcast. You can follow us at The Moral Hangover Podcast. We have new episodes every Monday. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.